0: hello and welcome to re in the room
1: a psychic exploration happy
2: halloween
1: happy halloween happy halloween
0: uh rest in peace uh matthew perry
1: yeah rest in peace what a horrible thing to wake wake up to today what an awful tragedy yeah yeah
0: Okay, enough about Matthew Perry. Halloween, <laughs> we, guys. We took,
2: we took our little moment of silence over that one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I love Halloween. It's my favorite ho- holiday. How about you
2: guys? Yeah, same. I love Halloween, too. I love it, too.
1: I'm wearing, you can't see me, listeners, but I am wearing a skeleton pajamas
2: because I'm so excited for <laughs> Halloween. Well, I'm drinking out of a a pumpkin cup, a cup that looks like a pumpkin. So, Halloween.
0: <laughs> My favorite thing about Halloween is scary movies though.
2: Yeah, mine too. Um, I
1: like I like the great pumpkin, but back to the scary. <laughs> <laughs>
2: great pumpkin's pretty great though yeah um i don't want our our listeners to think that we only do movies now because that's not the situation i know that we just did the conjuring and now we're gonna do another movie but this is just a halloween thing um so we're going to be doing um we're going to be looking at the curse of the poltergeist franchise Spooky. So, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Poltergeist, go watch it now. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I will do a quick synopsis. Um, I think um, this is pretty much um, how most of the Poltergeist movies go. There's been three of them. So, first Poltergeist movie: the plot a family moves into a new house in a brand new subdivision. It's like a new subdivision project. And then supernatural events begin to happen around their five-year-old daughter, Carol Ann. Um, and then what, you know, I'm just going to fast forward. Carol Ann eventually gets pulled into some other, uh, dimension connected in some way to the house. And they call a parapsychologist who um, is able to somehow con- connect with that other side. And eventually she pulls Carol Ann back and the mom and Carol Ann end up in a swimming pool full of skeletons. And then the house gets sucked into the ground and the family moves away. Adam, do you think I'm leaving anything out?
0: Ah, uh, you're only miss the only thing you're missing is uh, the guy from coach yelling, "You yeah, moved the, the the gravestones but you didn't move the bodies." That's yes. that's the whole
2: best part of the movie. Yeah, that's true. And that's what the theme of the movie is is that the house the whole new subvision project is on a very big cemetery and you know, they moved the headstones but they didn't move the bodies. So, that is what happened there I want to go to the next um, the next poltergeist movie which is probably my favorite Um, in the next movie they're in a new location you know because they're they're (laughs) sucked into the ground (laughs) (laughs) there's a real vortex problem
0: to staying in the first house yeah
2: um, so the family's at a new location, and then they get a visitor, and this visitor is, in my mind's eye, this is like the creepiest villain I've ever seen in the history of movies, Kane. Um, do you remember him,
0: Adam? I don't. I Honestly, uh, I've seen the first one many times. The second one, uh, is that the one where the kid gets stuck to the ceiling with his braces? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not, I'm a little foggy after the first one.
2: Okay. Well, let me just walk you through this. So Kane is the creepiest villain I've ever seen. He is a old man who took the, I'm mean, just going to buzz forward to say he took the role knowing that he had stomach cancer and knowing that he, he was in a very frail state when he made the movie. And so this guy looks sick and he's so skinny looking, but he did such a fantastic job at being a um scary character in it if i would recommend poltergeist two if you haven't seen one go ahead and watch one but man two is two really freaked me out anyway um in poltergeist one they have a native american um man played by will sampson i think that they call him taylor in the movie And then he is also in the second movie. So we're just going to go to the last movie really quickly, um, which isn't much. It's the third movie in the installment where Carol Ann's family sends her to live with an uncle and aunt Chicago. So. Who can blame them, right? Like, okay, you seem yeah. to be the problem. We're sending you somewhere else.
0: I I know I'm not big on kids, but Carolyn, uh, that actress does a really good job of being a little weird weirdo creep creepster, too. Yeah, she does.
2: She does. Um,
0: I'd send her away right away. Go <laughs> you to <know. From> Chicago, <laughs>
2: go to Los
0: Angeles. I don't care. Yeah. Just get out the hell out of my house. Yeah,
2: <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, the third movie... Um, I'm just gonna, I don't remember this movie too much. Didn't, didn't kind of watch it to see this. I don't think it was really that great, but soon creepy stuff starts to happening involving mirrors and it all goes downhill from there. I don't know if the whole high rise ends up collapsing to the ground, but I tend to think not. So let's talk about the curse. Here's some stuff that happened in the Poltergeist movie that was um, in the movie franchise that was disturbing. In the first movie, when Carol Ann and her mother end up in the pool, it has been sad that Steven Spielberg, who was the producer, bought real human cadavers instead of rubber ones because it was less expensive.
0: That's what yeah. I've always heard was that they use real, real bodies and real skeletons in that scene.
2: Yeah. No. where can you buy those? I don't
0: know if you're Steven Spielberg. You could probably have a guy.
2: Yeah, I can. A
0: body guy.
1: I actually saw that there was a, I don't know, Dateline or ABC story on like, um, I don't even know what to call it. Like corp, black trade, corpse trade, where they've been <laughs> taking bodies out of the, the morgue and selling them to to places like um, sometimes for medical research, like it was going, it was going on my TV, like an ad, like every other week. So, probably the the morgue black trade system, because like once your family member is dead and you you believe them to be buried, like. We don't go back there to check, you know. (laughs) You know, I I, just—I do have a hard time
0: believing the uh, most prestigious director of all time, black market purchased bodies. Yeah, (laughs) I can
2: see. I've seen him in an alleyway with like a hearse. Like, okay, (laughs) how much can I? But I find like the whole thing, like he bought human bodies for this. But I guess he did when they were done filming. Will, Will Sampson, who was a Native American actor, you might have also saw him in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which was a really, really good movie. And oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Anyway, he performed an exorcism on the set because they use real human bodies. So that is um, something that he did. And then the film was released june 1982 and five months later dominic dunn who played carol ann's older sister was murdered by her boyfriend
0: oh my gosh
2: yeah he strangled her i think it was like one of those um instances if i can't have you nobody can somebody who's unhinged like that so um and then julian Beck, who played kane died in September of 1985. But like I said, when he had done the cancer, when he, when he initially accepted the role, he already knew he had cancer. In June, 1987, Will Sampson, the actor that we were just talking about who did the exorcism also died, but his death was from a disease in which he had um, to have a kidney transplant and it failed. So he knew going in also that that wasn't very, uh you know that was more natural causes however in 1988 carol ann heather o'rourke died when she was 12. and this was from complications surrounding an undiagnosed uh, undiagnosed acute bowel obstruction so that was probably really shocking because it wasn't like she was sickly or anything before this happened Yeah, a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. In 1992, a cast member, Richard Lawrence, I think he had kind of a small part from the original Poltergeist film, was it aboard USA Air Flight 405 when it crashed into Flushing Bay. 51 people died, but he was um, one of the 26 survivors. And in 2009, another cast member from the film, Lou Perryman, um, an escaped convict broke into his house and killed him with an axe. Holy shit. Yeah. You don't hear about that happening very often. I sure don't. So, you know, I feel like um, the two actors that we kind of knew, like uh, William, Will Sampson and... um. In and Je- uh, Julian Beck, I mean, I feel like those were natural instances, but the other ones are very, very shocking. Hmm. Probably the axe yeah. murder the most, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Axe murder, uh, plane crash, um, little little kids, a lot, a lot of, a lot of mind benders on that
2: one. Yeah. So this is kind of fast episode because I'm done talking about the. F- the the part where we, you know, we tell you the story, and now we're going to go into the tarot reading itself. Are you ready, Kate? Yep.
1: Uh, Listeners, Pam and I are tarot card readers, so we are going to delve into this mystery. Just give us a moment while we shuffle our cards.
2: So... I think that we're just gonna start at the beginning and ask, were the bodies they used uh, really human bodies or was that a Hollywood myth? So I wanna look at that first, okay? So, um, Kate, you ready? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Uh, I'm just going to start out by saying that the first card that I have is the, um, the justice card upside down, which means an illegal activity crossed Mm -hmm. with the crossed with the devil card. So, okay. Did, do I think that, uh, Steven Spielberg did something illegal? Probably it wasn't illegal, but, uh, immoral, um, kind of gross. Yeah. Um, and then, so I feel like it's pointing to yes. And then you've got, the, I've got the moon card upside down, which represents the surprise. We've got the death card upside down, which represents, um, the death card really in tarot isn't re- really that scary, but it talks about, um, taking it taking being hesitant before an opportunity so maybe when it came to this he really was hesitant but um you know i think it all came down to what they said was it all came down to um that rubber rubber skeletons were going to be a lot more expensive so and then i have i have a, a card that talks about purchasing something so i feel like I feel like he did. What do you think, Kate?
1: So, um, what I pick up is there's a card here called the Emperor, which talks about a man who's very domineering, and then a card which is the Three of Cups in reverse, which means don't communicate or no communication, and the Five of Wands, which is a card that talks about an argument, um... So I feel like there was some conflict around that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And do you feel like um, it was actual human bodies? I'm picking up a
1: little bit something a little different. Uh, what I pick up is is that maybe that was hum- talked about, and someone shut the idea down. There was an argument about it, um, and the the outcome that i pick up is the two of wands which means somebody needs to make a choice like this or that so i'm not necessarily picking up an outcome for that but my pendulum says no
2: and So there was somebody who was really opposed to this All right did, that's what did I they use for bodies you know what i was leaning towards yes with my cards but when i asked my pendulum it says no they didn't really use them so maybe this was a little bit of hollywood hype right mm-hmm Okay. Let's go right to, was this franchise really cursed? Let's shuffle on that one. So I'm gonna mention that I had just talked to you about the justice card upside down, which is like an illegal activity, something that isn't um, isn't a isn't a ground uh, above board, right? And I told you I had the devil card. I have both of those cards again.
1: I have those two cards now. Also, they're coming up. I have the uh, devil card and the justice card.
2: Yeah. So I feel like yeah, there was definitely there's something definitely connected to this this, um, franchise that is, uh, not healthy. Um, and I guess, um, I have a card that also talks about choices. Like there were choices that led to this unhealthiness. Um, I also have a card that talks about that. There should be a victory, but there's really not. And then somebody feeling like a victim. Mm -hmm. So tell me more about your cards.
1: Um, well, I have the Devil card and the Justice card also, and then I have the Tower card, which oh. means things are falling apart. Yeah. And then I have the two, the Chariot, which means that there's two directions to go in—the good direction or the bad one—and um, mixed with that, there's this um, Six of Pentacles, which means like giving and receiving energy, or like, but not a lot. So I feel like that has probably to do with the exorcism, like giving this some um, credence but also not not too much. Um, the outcome that I pick, about, pick out is like waiting around, hanging around for a change. Um, but when I asked directly, like, was this set cursed or was there some sort of cursed-type situation going on, I do pick up a yes.
2: Yeah, I get that too. A yes. So there was something really creepy oh, about this. Curse. So not necessarily like human bodies, but I also feel like there was something that was connected to it, that was unhealthy, that I, I don't know that... So when I asked me pendulum, did they use hum- human bodies? I get no. Did they use some human remains? I get no. Let's jump to this part, though. Because it said that they were using human bodies, and maybe they just did that to scare the actors. Maybe they just said that to, like, put it over the top, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But... They said that Will Sampson did an exorcism and I'm wondering this, did this help or exasperate the problem? So let's just look at that. Maybe they thought there could be a problem. There hadn't been a problem and then there was an exorcism and that created the problem and created the curse. So let's look at that. This exorcism, exasperate or create a problem.
1: Five of Wands, uh, which is a, this is a card that means that there's fighting.
2: I get a card also, like, um, with a woman who is very negative. But, you have the Queen of Swords? Mm-hmm. But the Same. rest of my cards aren't really that bad. I have um, cards that talk about... Uh, I have cards that talk a little bit about greed and um, working hard um, but I also have some cards that are positive like um, positive workflow so so let me ask you more about your cards
1: so as far as the exorcism goes right I do have cards that talk about maybe people who are working together that worked well together because you got the Strength card and then the Ten of Cups, which... The Ten of Cups, for those of you who don't know, is a card that means, like, happy family. Mm-hmm. So, like, you were saying, like, positive... I think there was positive relationships within yeah. the working environment, I guess. I do. Yeah, I do, But there was conflict around, like, I guess if the exorcism is a good idea or not. But there was a woman, like you said, the Queen of Swords, who can be kind of ruthless in the way that she approaches things. Um... And the Page of Swords, which talks about somebody um, being difficult or opinionated sitting with her. So whoever this was was very opinionated. So maybe there was a female who was like, either like, really, like, yes, or like, no, let me see. She didn't want this to happen is what I'm picking up. But as far as, like, activity goes, like paranormal activity, the main thing I pick up is that the exorcism at first definitely, like, pulled it back or did pull it back and it went dormant for a while but then there was a new opportunity um and the outcome i pick up talks about it's a page of pentacles in reverse which talks about people who are being moody or childish or playing pranks or something of that nature Mm -hmm. so i do pick up that it did exacerbate the problem but not immediately
2: let's ask this question was there an actual poltergeist No. Okay. All right. All right. Were there any kind of malevolent spirits involved with this? Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm picking up too. So, so it does look like there was something. I don't know. I don't really know that much about curses. Maybe Katie, you've read up more on it than I have.
1: I don't really deal with that sort of stuff yeah me either not not really my lane i don't yeah yes it's not something i'm well versed in at all adam what about you you know anything about curses nope not a curse guy
2: no you don't do curses i don't do curses yeah so i mean like with the reading like just to sum it up it sounds like there was something there and i wonder if if when you decide to do something that is dark like the poltergeist movies, if just some negativity is drawn in there, and that's what I feel like in this situation. What do you think, Katie?
1: I hope not, because we run. <laughs> we're making this show. <laughs> oh no, we fucked up. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do pick up a yes to your question, but now I need to know: are we are we attracting this kind of energy? And I'm picking up. No, thank God. Okay, good. <laughs>
2: All right, thank God. Okay, so anyway, that is what we're getting for the Poltergeist movie. And if you haven't seen it, I hope you go watch it because it's good. If you can't like uh, watch all of them, just watch number two.
0: No, just watch, just watch the first one.
2: Don't watch any
1: of them. Just go <laughs> watch Charlie Brown's pumpkin special. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you remember when you were a kid, Katie, I got you the Grinch Halloween? You just don't see that out there very much. But that was a that was a good cartoon.
1: I watch it every year. I've watched it three times already. I'm going to go watch it right now.
2: <laughs> well, I feel like that wraps up our Halloween episode.
0: Happy Halloween, everybody!
2: Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween!
0: And as always... Bye-bye!